Hey dolls, welcome to this week's episode of Mental-ish with Gabby Fox, moi. This week I want to talk a little bit about what it means to be a lone wolf or someone who likes to run in a pack. What does that mean? Well, we all know what lone wolf means. It means someone who is a loner and likes to do things on their own and doesn't have a large social circle or really depend on other human beings to live life. Running with a pack, not a bad thing, just means you're more of a social creature and you do depend on other people to go about your day-to-day life. I have tried both, so I guess my experience, expertise, knowledge, whatever you want to call it, comes from both sides, but then I'm going to tell you which one, for me, has seemed to come out the winner out of the two choices. The first one is the lone wolf. Many people that decide to go that route, go that route for a reason. It's usually because of some kind of trauma, abuse, or just negative experiences with other human beings at a young age. Basically, if you have poor interpersonal relationships when you're young, it's going to make you shy away from being social and forming any sort of attachments or connections with people in the future. You're not going to want to do it because you're going to have trust issues and you're going to not feel that you can depend on anyone or count on anyone to be there or to do what they say they're going to do. I have been there and I am there once again. I was like this when I was young. I was extremely introverted and quiet and kept to myself for many reasons and uh, many painful reasons. And then I went totally the opposite. I wanted to have friends. I wanted to connect with as many people as possible. I wanted to have connections. And unfortunately, the connections that I made over the years, many of them turned out negatively. Many of them turned out exactly as I feared that they would turn out. Either someone turning on me, betraying me, flipping the script, using me, taking advantage, whatever the case may be. There was many different reasons why a lot of my friendships and relationships went their separate ways over the years. And I could sit here and say, oh, it's because people suck. But I don't think that's the case. I have a theory. And my theory is this. If you are used to people from your childhood treating you badly, taking advantage of you, or just not being dependable or trustworthy. Part of your subconscious is so used to that behavior that when you get older, you unknowingly attract those same type of people. It's really a mind fuck because all you really want is to not think that having connections is bad and to not always feel lonely and alone and isolated. So you want to give people a chance, but then because subconsciously you're attracting this untrustworthy or wishy-washy or poor charactered type of people, you're getting exactly what you always feared. And it sucks. I'm here to tell you. I've lived it. I just very recently have told myself I have to stop living it. It's really draining. There's only two ways out of it, in my opinion, and that is 
one, you go back to being a lone wolf and you really just depend on yourself and you are completely self-sufficient and don't rely on other people for anything. Doesn't sound too appealing, I'm sure, to many, but there are plenty of people who do this. The other option is to rewire your brain to stop attracting the kind of people that you've been around your whole life, that you are subconsciously programmed to draw in. Believe me, there are amazing things about the brain and there are some really, really fucking annoying things about the human brain. And one of those things is our habits and our conditioning. If you're conditioned at a young age that this is what other human beings are like, you don't know how to attract anything else. You, you're you sending out this vibe, this unconscious vibe, that all these sort of unsavory or unhealthy people are drawn to. And it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. Certainly doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means that they are not on your wavelength. And the only way to change your wavelength is to change the way you think, the way you process, the way you interact. So on the flip side of this, when I was trying to be very social and have a bigger friend circle and be more connected to others and uh, open myself up and try to trust people, I was getting basically the water thrown in my face a lot and dealing with a lot of people who I shouldn't have trusted and who didn't deserve my time and energy or certainly not my trust. So part of that sting and that pain does start to condition you, but you have to be careful that it doesn't condition you to be antisocial and to not want to be around other human beings and to isolate. You have to con- you have to control the conditioning to where you're like, okay, I, I still want to send out a wavelength. I still want to find my tribe. You know, a lot of people use that word tribe. Uh, but I don't want to send out the wavelength that I have been because that's attracting the wrong tribe, okay? So what I've been going through lately is not ignoring any red flags when I first meet someone and when I'm first getting to know them. This could be friendship or uh, possible dating, or even business relationships. Put your feelers out. It's okay to be cautious. It's okay to sort of ease your way in to any type of engagement or interaction with another human being. Do that. And if any red flags go off, or if anything familiar sort of like triggers you from your past, like, oh, someone's done this before, or oh, someone's behaved this way before, and it didn't turn out so good. Don't ignore that. Even if you like the person, even if you guys have a ton of stuff in common, and you're like, oh my god, this is going to be my new best friend. Listen to your intuition. Listen to your subconscious that's kind of sending you a little signal, hello, in the back of your brain, not to continue. Like I said, it doesn't mean that that person is a bad person. It just means that they are probably going to bring more unrest and pain and stress into your life than they will add joy and productivity and a secure, solid friendship or relationship. That's all it means. Everybody's got their issues. There is no perfect person. I have my issues. 
you have your issues, it is what it is. But you have to decide what you're going to tolerate in your life and what you're not. And you have to start conditioning yourself to where if you've been around people your whole life that have not treated you well or not been the kind of friend that you need and not been trustworthy, not been dependable, not been giving, but have been more selfish or more um, one-sided. You know, these one-sided friendships and relationships can be very draining. And anyone who has been in one can relate to that. Um, You just have to condition yourself to say, I want the kind of friendships and relationships that I'm willing to give. So start putting out that vibe. Start putting out that kind of wavelength and see if it changes. And back to the whole lone wolf or running packs thing, I would love, now that I'm finally going through this whole awakening and realization, you know, in my life, I would love to find more people that are part of my tribe, that they are on my wavelength. Um, I don't want to be a lone wolf, but I am okay with being a lone wolf until I find those people, if that makes sense. I'm okay with being self-sufficient. I'm okay with spending a lot of time with myself. Am I ecstatically, deliriously happy? like that? No. But I'm okay. I'm content and comfortable. And you have to get there because if you're the type of person that reaches out and craves connection from others because you're lonely, you're going to attract the wrong kind of people. You really are. You've got to get really okay with yourself and in love with yourself and start talking to yourself in a way that you would talk to your best friend. So that way, You're treating yourself so well that when your little wolf personality goes out into the world and they meet wolves that are kind of, you know, selfish or not on the same vibe, you just keep it moving until you find the kind of pack that you vibe with, that is in alignment with who you are. Same thing with relationships. If you get into relationships because you can't stand being alone, you don't like being alone, you need someone there, then you are going to enter codependent relationship after codependent relationship after codependent relationship. And it's never going to land you happiness. You're going to have temporary happiness and then it's going to start going south. And it's just going to continue to deteriorate because it's not based on one strong person loving another strong person. It's based on two weak people that need each other like two little toothpicks to stand up. And at one point, one of those toothpicks is going to give out. Strange analogy, I know, but it's what I got to work with right now. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. And I would love to hear whether you have been a lone wolf or you've been more of a social animal that's run in packs, but maybe a lot of those packs have turned around and kind of bitten you in the ass. Um, This is something I feel like a lot of people can relate to just in their friendships or in their relationships. If you've never spent time by yourself without being someone's boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife, please do that. It will not only make you a better partner for the next person, that you are with, it will make you a better friend because you will not be needy. You will not seek out your tribe based on 
neediness or loneliness, lack of self-worth. You will, uh, you'll just be stronger all around. So enough deep inner talk. Let's get into the next segment. Today is Friday, January 18th, and this is Newsflash. I don't know if any of you listen to or watch um, talk shows. Many times I'll have something on in the background while I'm cleaning the house or cooking or whatever. But one talk show I have never been a fan of, I will never watch. And the few brief clips that I have seen on Facebook and or other outlets I just am annoyed with is Wendy Williams. And I will tell you why. I love talking about the issues. I love calling people out on their bullshit. I love keeping it super real, as you know, if you've been listening or following me for any period of time. However, Wendy is such a salty, angry person. I feel like she must feel really bad on the inside because she just wants to dog everyone. She wants to tear everyone apart. Even people that are doing great things, she will find something negative to pick them apart about. And I'm just not here for it. Um, One of her main targets, if you've ever listened to her, and the reason why I've seen this is because I follow them, is the Kardashians. Now, people have their opinions, blah, blah, blah. Kim got famous because of her fake butt, whatever. First of all, The claim that she got famous because of her butt or because of her sex tape or whatever, her sex tape was with her boyfriend at the time, her actual boyfriend that she was publicly dating, and they made a tape. Now, I'm pretty sure that anyone that's listening and almost any adult cannot say that at some point in their life they haven't recorded themselves doing something sexual with someone they trusted and or was dating or married to. So let's just stop that nonsense right here. Um, her mother, Kris Jenner, took something horribly humiliating, I mean, re- like on another level humiliating, and turned it into a fucking empire, not only for Kim, but the rest of their family. They just took the negativity, turned it into a positive. They're living great lives. Kim especially is always doing charitable work and things to help other people and taking time out of her life to do good for others. And for someone like Wendy, whose entire face is plastic, to go on her show and just rip them up and down the block, it just makes me like you're irrelevant. No one really wants to listen to you. The only people that like to listen to salty, mean people are other salty, mean people. So when I saw on Twitter today that she was again postponing her third season of her show and she's having health issues, etc., etc., well, you know what? Not to be a bitch, but you get what you put out. And negative energy will make you sick on the inside, will make you sick physically. Like, you, If you have a platform, which to have a platform like Wendy would be such an honor, like for someone like me or, you know, any person that wants to kind of spread the good word or try to help people, if I had that kind of platform, I would not be using it to bash celebrities. 
Like, what kind of legacy do you want to leave when you die? You know, Wendy's only going to be remembered for being a salty, mean talk show host that tore everyone apart that she ever brought up on her show, pretty much. Like, anyways, so, Wendy, please stay off the air. Or go see, like, a shrink, a guru, a Buddhist, somebody, and and get some positive vibes going before you get, you know, back in the public and start spewing the shit that comes out of your mouth. You know, I'm okay with being real and calling out bullshit and calling out nonsense and calling out people that are actually negative. I'm all about it. If someone is being negative or hurting other people or affecting other people in a negative way, I will be the first one to be like, hey, that's wrong. But if you're taking people that aren't hurting anyone and that are doing amazing in life and helping others along the way and you're just bashing them because you don't feel good about yourself or they're a threat, you need to just not be on TV. Sorry, Wendy, but no. All right, in other news, let's talk a little bit of politics. Um, I used to hate talking politics, by the way, so it's so funny now that I find myself more interested in it now that I'm older. I could go into the obvious topic, which is the government shutdown, everybody being upset about not getting paid and, you know, people being mad at Trump. Let me just say one thing before I move on to the actual topic at hand. Trump is inadvertently trying to show you that the Democrats would rather throw a hissy fit and not give in to Trump who just wants to put up a wall, which there's already a wall on part of the border. So like, what's the big deal of making it better and making it go all the way across? It's like saying, well, I know our friends only does half or a quarter of the property or a third of the property, and it's kind of shitty, but we're just going to throw a huge fit and not give you any money to fix it and make a nice new fence. And that goes all the way around the property. Like, stop being petty. You have $4.4 trillion. That's like saying, we have $44,000 to spend this year, but you can't have $57 to fix the fence. Get the fuck out of here. Anyways, he's trying to inadvertently show you that they are just childish and they want the illegals to come in for, I don't know, whatever many fucked up reasons that they do. Um, And so they're actually causing people not to get paid, not Trump, because Trump could issue a state of emergency, get the funding for the wall, and say fuck you to everybody. But he's not. He's trying to prove a point. He's trying to open your eyeballs to the fact of how selfish and self-serving and sort of malicious part of the Democratic Party is. Anyways, I digress. What I want to talk about is abortion. So they had this big rally Um, I believe it is called the March for Life rally, okay? And this guy, Ben Shapiro, got up and was saying something about, oh, anyone that was pro-life wouldn't kill baby Hitler or something about, some ridiculousness about baby Hitler. And the fact that, you know, baby Hitler was just a baby, not adult Hitler, so every you know, human being has a purpose and a right to live, something like that. That was his message. Here's my take on abortion. You might like it, you might not like it. Feel free to, you know, give me whatever feedback. But in the wild, now remember that even human beings at our core, we're animals, right? Okay, just want to throw that out there first. Um, Animals in the wild, oftentimes, 
will, if they are in an unfavorable environment, if they are sick, if they are starving, if they are not able, they have a whole litter of of babies and they're not able to take care of them, they will cull some of their litter or take their babies and leave them out in the fucking desert or wherever they happen to be, the jungle, and or eat them and or take them out far away from the rest of the litter and bury them alive. Now, the reason that this usually happens is because the baby is weak or the baby is deformed. The baby has something wrong with them and the animal can sense that. Um, And so as soon as they're born, they just get rid of it. Now, obviously, animals don't have the ability to get rid of a baby before it's born because they don't have a scalpel. But they take care of it as soon as it's born. Now, the same thing happens to humans who know that either they didn't mean to get pregnant and they are not capable of taking care of a child, which I do think that adoption is a better option. Adoption is a better option. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Um, Versus abortion if it's a healthy baby. For sure. Don't be selfish just because you don't want to go through the pregnancy and get fat and whatever. You know what condoms are. Very few people, you know, get pregnant and they just have no idea about sex education. You fucked up. So if the baby's healthy and you're healthy, have the baby and give it to someone who cannot have children. There you go. However, if you're addicted to drugs, if you have health issues, if you are sick, if you have been told by the doctors that your baby is um, deformed or going to have a ton of health problems or could possibly come out, you know, a stillborn, if you are a victim of rape, Again, adoption is an option, but I can't be so selfish being someone that's not pregnant to say, I know you were raped. I know it was traumatic. I know that it probably changed your life forever, but you need to have this kid anyway because it's the right thing to do. You know, it's a fine line. I do think it should be up to the person that is pregnant in those cases, in those cases of rape. I think that Um, The world is grossly overpopulated. It is what it is. It's a fact. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. It's grossly overpopulated and we cannot sustain feeding and nourishing all the human beings that are on the planet right now. If you don't believe me, go online and look at how much of the world's population is starving and or without clean water. It's a lot. It's a lot. You know, in first world countries, we forget this shit because we just run over to the sink and get some water. We just run over to the water cooler. We just grab a bottle of water. You go to Africa, if you go to these third world countries, you just see things that you never thought could actually be happening. And then you realize like there are more people on this planet than what this planet can actually take care of and have them be healthy. So, When people say, you know, pro-life and every baby has a purpose and I get where it's coming from, but you have to look at not just your emotional reaction to things, but you have to look at facts. You have to look at facts like the animal point that I made earlier. You have to look at facts like if the doctor's telling you that your child is going to be deaf, blind, mute, you know deformed, um, have a really hard life. 
why not save them all that suffering? And God forbid, if you are going to have a child and then neglect it or abuse it, and then it goes into the system, and then the shit that, like, what happened in Arizona, where all these foster kids were getting funneled into these homes where they were being sex trafficked, like, it makes me sick. But this is why pro-choice is actually saving lives and saving children because I would almost rather that little life force be recycled which I believe in that I believe in you know reincarnation and that everything is energy and that that little energy might not make it in the world as a baby but it will that life force will be utilized in another way in another form so I don't think about it like oh my god you're killing a baby and it's like going into the depths of hell or something. That's ridiculous. Read a book or two, people. It doesn't work like that. So my thing is, yes, I am pro-choice to an extent. I think that every woman should have the option to get an abortion once. And I think that after that point in time, if she goes in to have an abortion a second time because, oops, she got pregnant again, then there needs to be a more drastic measure taken. Like she needs to be sterilized or... She needs to volunteer to give the baby up for adoption because there are mentally retarded or mentally challenged people that end up having sex and end up pregnant and having babies. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, empathetic population control. I really don't. I don't believe that you are killing a baby when you're having an abortion due to rape or you're having an abortion due to a health issue of the embryo or you're having an abortion due to the fact that you know that whatever you have is going to be passed on to the baby and you're sick you know I don't have a problem with that I do think that people that are reckless with their sex lives and they're just getting pregnant over and over again and then wanting abortions that that should not be legal but I think that every woman should have the choice because hey, sometimes birth control doesn't work. Sometimes condoms break. It's understandable. I think that a a one-pass sort of deal is more than fair. This is just my opinion, obviously, but um, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I try to base my opinions on common sense and facts. And pretty much everything that I just outlined was factual. Just a little food for thought. Um... I'm not one that will argue with someone about abortion because I know that some people are very religious and have their opinions and they're stuck in their ways and it is what it is. But I do try to look at both sides of the coin in any situation. And I I feel like mine is kind of right down the middle. You know, I don't think rampant abortion should go on and I don't think that no abortion should go on. I think that it should be something that is used sparingly when there is a need, and then other options are taken into account if there is obviously a recurring issue or a problem. That's it. I would love to hear your feedback. I always like opposing, you know, positions, not so much for the sake of argument, but just because sometimes hearing someone else's point of view can get you thinking, can spark a little bit different part of your brain. So if you agree, fabulous, let me know. If you don't agree fabulous still let me know and i hope you guys enjoyed 
this segment and this current events portion. If you have any topics that are going on in the world that you would like to talk about or you would like for me to talk about or you want to write in with a question or a concern and then I answer it, please email me, uh, gabby at anxiouslyhuman.com. Reach out to me on Instagram, gabby underscore fox underscore, or Facebook, gabbyfox.official, and let me know what you think. Well, that about wraps up this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed both segments in their own right. If you have opposing opinions, if you agree with me, if you want to give me a thumbs up, a thumbs down, or just let me know that you like what I got going on, definitely do that. I love your feedback and I appreciate your time and attention. If you are interested in the new ebook that I am currently working on, it's called The Anxious Morning Remedy. It's for those mornings when you feel really stuck in bed and your stress and anxiety is just kind of holding you prisoner. There will be a link on my website, gabbyfox.com, on the very first page, homepage, at the top. It says, let's connect. If you enter your email, I will send you a direct link to get the ebook once I'm finished with it. I hope you guys have a great night and I will talk to you next week.